Lots of happening. You just heard uh, Kevin Laval wants to make sure what's going on with the county is not happening in his neck of the woods in the great town of Brookhaven, thus uh, his hat into the ring uh, with the town clerk's post. But in as is the latest Social Security numbers, ladies and gentlemen, an estimated 26,000 Suffolk County employees and retirees may have been exposed all during this cyber attack, which is going on three months right now in county government. He had to discuss. He's been with me throughout this uh, Horrific ordeal is uh, Chris Coluccio. What a job he does. President and CEO, TechWorks Consulting, MakeTechWork.com. Run a call or avenue. 631-285-1527, the aforementioned Mr. Coluccio. Sir, how are you? And thanks for coming on a late edition. Always a welcome one, though. I am always excited to be here, Jay. Um, definitely, you know, when we talked a couple like, a couple days ago, actually, we basically said, you know, this probably wasn't it. And... Uh, Certainly, we're going to keep hearing this stuff coming in and out, and it's kind of disappointing, you know? You ain't kidding. And, of course, you know, the county exec's announcement uh, more than a week after he said, what, 470,000 or so uh, received moving violations issued by the police department may have had their driver's license numbers exposed. And you you knew something was coming down the, excuse me, the pike regarding these social security numbers but you know here we go and it's you know a back and forth and everything else you got a a panel that will have subpoena power and name the rest of their uh panel their committee uh on december 6th we had on legislator who's going to head that panel in anthony Picarello. so you know you, you hope you get a glimmer of something here on the positive end of things chris but then you have this with the Social Security stuff, and it just kind of accentuates uh, even more of a problem here. So, so let me obviously I'm gonna uh, I'll make a good prediction right now, and that this is not the end of the stuff that's going to come out from the county that has been stolen because we know they stole substantial amounts of data, at least in size alone. What that data was, that you know we don't exactly know, but I'm assuming that that you know there's a lot of that county data is. Um, personal information. Um, so we have to assume that, uh, you know, to, to come out and just say, it's this is what we think is stolen and this is what we think is stolen, we, you have to assume everything was stolen at this point. Um, and what, what are we going to do about it? That's the problem that we're seeing is that, you know, you have to treat this. Unfortunately, I look at these things, it's almost like a natural disaster. There should be this task force. There should be a whole, you know, they should be in front of us regularly on the press. And that's normally how you deal with these things um, if you if you have this kind of an event, right? But um, you know, that's not what we're doing. So we're dealing with, you know, a, a, here's the other problem. Here's my second prediction. We're not going to know a lot about what happened short of the shortcomings of our IT in Suffolk County because we're going to find out that, you know, people didn't didn't take this seriously and they had jobs and they were crony jobs and all those kind of, you know, people shouldn't have been in their positions. We're going to find that stuff out. But because all of this data was, was hacked and now is compromised, we don't. You're gonna. What are you, you're not going to be able to necessarily. Or are they going to forensically go back through all of that data? Is it still available? Has it been compromised? Has it been deleted? So what are they going to get from the actual systems that were compromised when they're doing when they have the subpoena power? That's a, it's a question because you don't know what's been redacted. You don't know what's been put out there that hasn't come back. You know. That I understand, but at least it'll tell me something, Chris. Where whoever is answering these questions coming from this committee they'll be doing it under oath you see yeah, sure and that to me is the differential than what happened prior they're gonna have to answer questions here 
They're going to have to answer yeah. the right way as well. Go ahead. We, I think we, I think we, from my perspective and having a lot of conversations with people, um, you know, that we kind of know what the situation was. You know, I mean, there, there were people in, in places that didn't take the job necessarily seriously or didn't know what, what serious was. They weren't really qualified to be in those positions. Um, and money was allocated in, for security that was moved to other areas. So we know those things. The question is whether or not anybody's going to um, really be responsible to that or are they just going to come out with some scapegoats, which is generally the feeling is is that we're going to find a couple scapegoats and everybody else. You know, so, so listen, I'm being a little skeptical on the side of, um, you know, how much we're going to get out of this and who's going to really go down. But I'm very, I'm hopeful and optimistic that we can move forward and create better systems moving, you know, from, from in the future about this and that a lot of towns that I've been speaking to and a lot of towns that we work with are actually taking this seriously so that we move forward and put better systems in and, and listening to Laval, you know, with what Brookhaven's doing and, and even with Islip, who just recently also had uh, a breach the way they handled it is much better, and what they already had set up was in much better shape. So I'm hopeful that moving forward, this is a lesson for everybody. I don't know about how much is going to come out of the past. I mean, you're, you're more optimistic than I am on that. Uh, that's a great point you just made. It's incredible. A, a town within the county has a better setup uh, than the county government. It's unbelievable. And it just shows you the vulnerability as far as an antiquated system, lack of security, and I still go back to those dollars that were supposed to be in place to prevent situations like this, you know, uh, which is just baffling to me. And for those of you who are wondering, well, you know, Social Security, what does it mean? Well, it means that, you know, if you really kind of peel back the onion here, uh, it's worth something on the dark web. You know, you read about this stuff, and a Social Security number, folks, is worth about two bucks on the web. This is according to a price index from one of these consortium companies, you know, who specialize in this. You know, think about it. If you had twenty six thousand, you know, that's fifty thousand dollars right there. And you know, it's really so that gives you an idea as far as you know the uh, nefarious activities of some of these hackers, Christopher. It's really about the the combination of data. So it's not just the social security number. It's the social security number combined with the driver's license combined with some other security information that they got off of another website, maybe passwords, maybe usernames, maybe your security question that you are, and they combine those things together to, to use that for identity theft. So that's the, so as much as the, the individual items are not necessarily um, the end-all, be-all of, of identity theft, it's the combination of what you can find on the dark web that people put together in a database about us to then use that to go get a mortgage or a, li- or, or, or a driver's license or other stuff. You know, they can do that stuff now um, because they have multiple different um, stolen data. Uh, Chris Coluccio with us. I would want to know when the potential breach of these numbers were discovered. Uh, to me, that's important. You're not Now, listen, the problem here is you're not getting a lot, okay? Nope. You know, the county executive give you, gives you a couple of little blurbs here and there, but you're not getting a lot. There's very little transparency. And listen, I get it, ongoing investigation, everything else, but they could be a little more forthright. We've said that. You and I have said that all along. To me, I would want to know when that potential breach was of these numbers. That could play in a, uh, From my mindset, I would want to know that. You know that? I, my assumption is the potential breach of these numbers happened months before we ever found out that a breach happened. So that's generally how it goes. Generally how it goes in these situations are people are in the system for 
an extended period of time working their way through the system. They, they lay dormant. They watch what's going on. They read emails. And they look for the perfect time to strike. So there's, that, this is one of the things why we ask a lot of companies to do these audits and, for, and to find out if there's anybody on their system now that they don't even know about. And my guess is, um, from everything that I've talked to and everybody that I hear, that they were on that system for at least months ahead of time. And so that means that they're extracting data, they're laying low, they're watching stuff. They, they get to look at what you're saying and what you're doing and, and, and even can impersonate uh, the people inside the system at some point in order to do their attack. And then usually what happens is they'll get like some kind of a rumbling that somebody might be doing some new security or changing a password or something like that, and they go, okay, now it's our time to actually strike, and then that's what you get. So my assumption is is that they were in there, uh, and these, this stuff was stolen for you know prior, well prior to us even knowing that the attack happened. Spoke about earlier the financial report with our man Craig Ferentino, but in essence, it's baffling to me that this guy is not in custody. You know, with all that he did to defraud investors and everything else, uh, he's being protected of, listen, no surprise here by the New York Times, but uh, in essence here, uh, you know, locked away in the Bahamas and everything else, as he was, or might still be. Uh, why is Sam Bankman Freed uh, walking walking around as a free man today? So, listen, I I don't know how to answer that question. I, I do want to. I want people to understand a little bit of a difference between what what happened with Fred Bankman and cryptocurrency in general. So, things like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, the technology that wasn't hacked. It was, it was, it's like everything else. Somebody set up this third-party agency to trade this stuff, and that's what, you know, so that's what was broken and what, um, not, not that either of them. So Bitcoin is still a pretty stable, um, you know, and, and it's still a pretty stable product to purchase. It's the trading of it that becomes the problem, and these guys have really took advantage of that and defrauded billions of dollars worth of people. So how they can even put him up on stage and say, you know, and and laugh about it and joke about it and be, I don't understand. I can't, I, for the life of me, there's something totally twisted about that. This, he, he should be a pariah, um, as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, he, but they're putting him, they're still joking with him on stage. It was, it was a, it was a sight to see to watch that, um, to ask him questions, uh, that were just not the questions that I would ask. Hey, listen, I, and I said this, if, if Madoff and Cosmo had an offspring, it's, it's Bankman Freed. I mean, it's clear cut. It's clear cut from everything I've read. You know, so but I you know, can't. You know that. Go ahead, you know that he's not the only player in this, and there's a lot of people. So he's probably being protected because he's got a lot of information on a lot of people who are playing this game, trading on this on this open market of of you know exchanging uh, digital currency and using it. For, so there, that's that's what happens. You know how it goes. I, I, I hate to get political with you on this, but I'm sorry with the all. <laughs> All of the donors involved here from a political standpoint, and they were Democrats. I mean, let's face it. Uh, you know what? I mean, I'm looking at here is the media not coming down hard on a guy like this. And I hate to think it would be that of political reasoning, Mr. Coluccio. But I can't help but think that, you know, that's the way I, I kind of go about my business here. But uh, uh, he funded. He funded a lot of things. This is a problem, like I said, not with the cryptocurrency, the stuff like Bitcoin in general. Those are the blockchain is is a pretty secure technology, and 
but it's you know just another corruption of another system and, and unfortunately i think what you're going to see is a lot of regulations that are put in place on uh, bitcoin and blockchain because of this but really not understanding that the regulations need to be on the trading companies uh, and how they're trading this stuff um, and this cause it's, it's going to happen again it's 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 crazy um yeah i mean i, I just it's I, I don't understand why anybody Everybody who saw this, as a, and, and, you know, we did a blockchain event not that long ago. Everybody who was talking about this, t- we're talking about that the, these exchanges are not secure, not regulated, and um, that th- this kind of stuff was going to happen. Uh, a couple of things before we let you go, my friend. Elon, is he getting vitriol warranted? Although a pretty good move lately regarding banning yay. Uh, from his company. So, uh, in essence, uh, why is Elon Musk uh, getting it from so many different areas right now? Well, I mean, I think that you're upset the apple cart, right? So here's a technology that we know. Um, I, I, listen, I, I'm not on Twitter. I actually deleted my account a long time ago because of all of the – it was a sewer, to be honest with you, and you couldn't get a good point across. And any time you did, you were attacked, um, or at least, you know, at least tr- for, for things that um, weren't nefarious or, or were really kind of benign. So I, I got rid of my Twitter account years ago because of that. And, you know, I think that what you're doing is this was, there, this was a safe space for a lot of people who wanted a safe space, and Twitter was never supposed to be that. It was supposed to be an open space for, you know, what we would consider freedom of speech, which is, you know, some bad things that people don't want to hear. Um, and, you know, that's what the Internet was when I grew up. That's what these chat rooms were. You heard lots of things. You saw lots of things. But, you know, they kind of self-regulated themselves in a way. But the tech companies decided that they were going to come in and regulate that. And it certainly was. I mean, not, once again, not to get political. They certainly did regulate more on the side of the conservatives. That, that was definitely a case. There's tons of numbers out there to prove that. And they also, for me, you know, they started this whole concept of, What's really fake news and what can we hear, whether it's the Hunted Bio laptop? I want to hear that stuff. I think I'm an adult. I think I should be allowed to hear that stuff. And that's what I think Elon Musk is putting back out there, and a lot of people don't like it. I want to hear about whether, I want to hear about and make my own decisions because sometimes these conspiracy theories are, they wind up having more validity than the people who are regulating them, uh, um, you know, are saying. And then you heard this specifically about the Hunter Bio laptop, the gentleman who was in charge of, um, you know, stopping that from going out, uh, he said he wouldn't have made that decision, but he was forced to because all of his algorithms told him it was the right thing to do. Um, And that's bad. That's really bad, you know. So it's a slippery slope. I think he broke that chain, and they liked it the way it was, and that's why he's getting it. You bring up uh, that whole thing, and, and I think about Jack Dorsey and protecting, you know, the uh, uh, the slayers, so to speak, of Hunter buying it, you know? And, and then you compare to what how Musk is going about his business. Uh, listen, I would rather have a guy like Musk who's going to allow the freedom of speech to take place, or in the case of Kanye, uh, throw him to the wolves as he should be. But I certainly look at the activities of a Jack Dorsey who uh, never really presented himself properly regarding that whole situation. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, Jack Dorsey was, um, uh, when he was in front of Congress, he definitely didn't look like a very serious person, that's for sure. Um, uh, definitely a hack in, in some ways. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, he started a 
a company and, uh, and, and grew it to billions of dollars. So, you know, did something correctly. But, um, no, I, listen, I just think it upsets the apple cart and, you know, whenever you, or, or, or hits the hornet's nest and the, and the hornets came out to attack because that was their home, you know, um, and they didn't want to see any change. And they, there's a lot of people that we all know that don't really want us to talk about things that they don't like. And I'm opposed to that. I think truth dies in darkness. I think that we need to have more speech and we should have more debate. And that's just the kind of person I am. I like to talk about everything. I want to hear the things that, that I don't agree with, and I want to have adult conversations about them. Uh, that wasn't Twitter, and it hasn't been Twitter for a very long time. It was when it started, um, but really since the 2020 election, it, um, or the 2016 election, sorry, uh, it went, it, it just, from there, it became a sewer. It just became this terrible place of people trying to, you know, social media in general is, is that way. But I, I still think, for me, it's always more information, the better, as long as you're really not trying to go out and specifically call for somebody's demise um, or, or really try to hurt somebody, then, I, I, you know, then it's just words. And we lived on, you know, when we were kids, it was the sticks and stones may break our bones, right? Uh, words would never hurt us. And, and somehow or another, we lost that, you know? Great information. We'll talk next week. How's that?